This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging it's time for dimland radio with your host jim dr dim fitzsimmons Welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfa Simmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And as, oh, uh, I suppose before I get rolling, this is a download exclusive show. Uh, that means that uh, it's only going to be available for download. It's not going to be playing on Saturday night at 11 p.m. Central on ZTalk Radio at ztalkradio.com. It's not going to be playing there because uh, it's the traditional, at least for the last what, four or five years, uh, big scrub job that uh, that the company that I work for, that we do, um, it, it just has... Well, it's to, uh, almost a year to the day uh, this time. Uh, we did it last year on June 10th. We're doing it this year on June 9th. And it's, a, it's scrubbing and waxing a uh, floor in a um, little superette up in Osseo, Minnesota. That's not all that far out of the Twin Cities. But uh, we, we do that every, every year. And uh, it's, it's, it's almost an all-nighter job, almost. Um, but anyway, we're going to be doing that and that means I won't be able to be in the chat room so this is download only it's an exclusive download show so here you so there you go okay just just in case you're sitting there on Saturday wondering where I am well I'll, I'll make the announcement on Facebook but okay uh, never mind um, so I, I, I work on Friday nights uh, you may know this having listened to the show as much as you have um, uh, that Friday nights I clean buildings, uh, Tuesday nights, Friday nights, and these days Monday nights and Wednesday nights. Yeah, it's it's oh it's a it's a tough situation in the janitorial biz. I guess actually, in uh, in a lot of different uh, businesses around the country because unemployment is so low, we're having a real tough time finding people to work for us. Uh, it's kind of strange, and then we're not—we're uh, not the best payers uh, on our job. I won't go into the full details, but we're—we're we're not the best. And so when people do call about a job that we might have, they find out what we pay, and they think, "Well, pfft, heck with that." And so we're kind of stuck. But we'll—I don't know—we'll we'll see what we need to do. So I've been working a lot. Anyway, I was at work and I got my phone, of course, like most everybody has their phone with them. I have a nice uh, high-tech flip phone, which is all I really need. And uh, I, I have my little belt clip thing to put it on. I tell you, I'm as cool as a dad can be. Uh, but anyway, I wear the belt clip thing with the phone while I'm cleaning because I just need to have it 
easier to grab at than to try to dig out, dig through my pockets. So, um, got a call, and I, I grab the phone out and I see the calls coming from my dad. Well, my parents are both in their 80s, so now when you get phone calls from them. It's almost like, okay, what's wrong with mom? <laughs> or if this is, uh, if this is mom calling, what's wrong with dad? You know, so like, okay, okay, because that's, I mean, that's that's it's, that's just natural. You just start thinking that way, and that's what I thought. Uh oh, and I answered the phone, and I could tell by my dad's, it was my dad. I could tell by his voice that uh, everything's fine. He was fine, and she's fine. But, you know, I could just tell. He says, hey, kid. <laughs> and he, where are you at? And I said, Well, I'm 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 working. Oh, you're still at work? And I said, Well, no, it's Friday. I'm, I'm doing my building. Oh, right, right. He says, uh, I says, Well, what's up? What, what, what's going on? And he says, Oh, oh, not much. Um, we hit a deer. <laughs> they were driving down to a uh, casino that they head to uh, a couple times a week. Uh, they, you know, you know, gambling away our inheritance. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, no, they're they're pretty responsible as far as gambling. At least they seem to be. Anyway, uh, I guess they were driving down two lane highway, kind of winding their way around, and uh, neither of them saw the deer until they were pretty much crashing into it. Mom said that she might have seen it a, a second before Dad did, but uh, you know, it just it just there was nothing they could do. Is boom, there it was. And uh, it uh, it took out uh, it crumpled the uh, the the driver's side headlight got just got bashed out uh, the quarter panel on that side of the car got all crumpled up and uh, the hood got a bit of a um, um, crunch to it and uh, it's like whoa okay and I said well but he says uh, he was able to drive the car home and uh, he got a hold of AAA or insurance or whatever and it's all set up to go check it out uh, bring it into a body shop tomorrow and just see is it worth fixing uh, you know what what are they going to do kind of thing might be might be time just to get a different car maybe who knows but uh, i guess these things happen <laughs> and the thing is i said how's the deer he said i don't know we, just, we didn't see the deer after after we'd hit it it did it, it it went off into the woods. I, you know, I'm sure the deer's probably a bit messed up, and might not uh, do too well, which is kind of sad. But uh, but it got the heck out of there. I I figured it was because it didn't want to stand the scene. Because you know, if the cops were to come, it didn't want to be caught uh, running around without a license. You know, it's okay. I know, bad. It's a dad joke. <laughs> That's what that was. So there you go. Uh, this can happen, and it happens quick. I, I have a friend of mine, uh, John, high, a friend from junior high days, but uh, we got to be more and more friends in high school than after high school. We hung out with uh, each other quite a lot. In fact, I lived in his house for a while. Um, he told me a story about he was driving home from wherever he was driving home from, and uh, the road that he was on does this real long curve. You know, It takes this curve around a big hill. So you can't see what's coming up around. You just kind of make this turn around there. And then as he's coming around, he sees a deer by the side of the road. And it's this reaction. He sees two deer. Uh, first, The first deer he sees is at the side of the road. The other deer he sees is a little closer to his car. <laughs> a little closer to being hit by the car if he wasn't, uh, if he wasn't quick. 
And, and it, he said the reaction was it was like this. He sees the first deer and he thinks to himself, oh, look, a deer. And then the, and almost a second after he say, oh, look, a deer, another deer. It was like that. It was, it was like as he's coming around. So they, they, those, those, uh, those, uh, those animals sneak up on you. Uh, so be careful out there on the roads. Watch for deer, deer. All right. Uh, let's see. Last week, I did this thing early in the show where it was a. I played it for a joke. You know, I set it up like I'm going to talk about this this political topic. Uh, uh, I'm going to get into the nuances of this. I'm going to dig into this 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 story, this political story as deeply as I can. I'm going to really pick it apart. I'm going to give my best thoughts on this as possible. And then I uh, said that the story was that uh, reality TV star Kim Kardashian met with President Trump to talk about prison reform. And then I just was without words because what? But you know, I, I Kim Kardashian could be a expert on prison reform maybe i don't know i don't know the person i don't know her i just know the reputation she has that's you know i, I don't know but i did mention that uh, part of what she wanted to talk to the president about was um, there was a woman um named uh, alice marie johnson she's 63 years old and she's she's uh she's she was in her uh the start of a third decade of a life sentence uh, in prison for a nonviolent drug offense, and that was the drug offense was what was her crime? Uh, conspiracy to possess cocaine and attempted possession of cocaine. That's what she did. This is what she did wrong. Now I don't know the whole ins and outs of the story. I don't know if it was a three strikes you're out kind of thing, but they I guess they were saying a first time offender there as well. So first time for a drug offender. Or first-time offender in anything, because then if if that's the case, then the three strikes you're out might not be it. But let's see, uh, 21 years ago would make it 1997, right? Is that about right? And 9796, that would be around the three strikes you're out kind of time, wouldn't it? You know, Bill, uh, President Bill Clinton, um, you know, he he enacted that or signed that into law, the three strikes you're out thing. Maybe, but uh, I, again, I didn't get as deep into what was going on there. But she was, uh, she came to Kardashian's attention, and she talked to the president about it. And and you know, in the time since I did the show and made the joke about not being able to have words for such a meeting, and now, uh, in between there, President Trump commuted uh, uh, that sentence. Uh, Johnson's sentence, and she was released from prison. And and that seems uh, like a good thing, right? And this is where I'm going to bring in my uh, friend of the show, friend of mine, not just a friend of the show, friend of mine, Craig, who he loves it when I mention him on the show. <laughs> he does, and he says, "Hey, it's cool. It's every, I come up on the show every now and then." Well, he does. He's a, he he listens, and he and he often uh, sends me some information or corrects me or just just you know just gives me some feedback on the thing. So a lot of times it it, it, it makes sense to just mention something that he brought up because it's, I think it's interesting. And he pointed something out, and he told me about this uh, through Facebook. We were chatting. 
and uh, he, he shared with me something that that uh, a comment he made on some thread because he he, he says um, he says that you know this woman gets released from prison it's you know Trump commuted the sentence uh, isn't that good you know but he says all he sees from his friends um, that tend to be on the left all he sees from them is that you know, it's sort of a you know you know how it happened not giving any kind of kudos to the president for taking the actions he did this I mean so he's uh, he's commented on Facebook I assume it's on Facebook he says um, it's a good thing isn't it uh, or is it too difficult to give credit where credit's due? Uh, he has a friend that responded to him. Now, he tells me that this friend of his is generally a, a pretty reasonable guy, pretty good at reasoning, uh, that kind of guy, a decent guy. But it might be the idea that, that there are people... Hmm, how do I put it? People are just sometimes just so invested in their worldview... <laughs> We're all invested in our, in our worldview, whether we realize it or not. We bring biases to what we see. We put certain um, importance on some subjects more than on other subjects. Uh, you know, just you know, and we have our guys, and then there's their guys, and it's you know we set things up, and we tend to if it's our guy, we tend to not consider uh, you know transgressions by our guys to be as bad as transgressions transgressions by their guys it's the little double standard kind of thing we don't it's just it's there's that's just how we are we people and we need to try to be aware of that and see if we can be a little more fair toward people and so this this friend of of Craig's responded by saying uh, this would be a good thing if it was more than one person and doing it for the press um, you know, this, so that's a rather cynical approach. Uh, and Craig answered back, "So it's bad." He said, "I'm sorry. Let's read this properly. So it's bad because it isn't good enough." I get it. <laughs> and it's like it's just you, you just well, yeah, yeah, that's okay. But he's you know he's just doing it for the press. He's just doing it for publicity. He's just doing, you know. If doing something good for the wrong reason, you know, if that's what's happened, is that is that isn't that still good? <laughs> yeah, maybe he's maybe President Trump's doing it for purely selfish reasons, just for publicity. It's just one person and all that. But isn't it still a good thing? Doesn't doesn't uh, this 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 woman who has been in prison for 21 years doesn't she think it's a good thing? Uh, I'm I'm sure she gives a, a good amount of credit to uh, Kim Kardashian, who was the one that found out about her somehow and brought it to the attention of the president. But still, isn't isn't it a good thing? Can't you just give a little, just a little credit to the guy? Just a little. I mean, there's there's an old Vulcan proverb: uh, only Nixon could go to China. And that's that's this thing about you know Trump and the, and the Kim Jong Un, uh, the uh, the dictator of uh, of um, North Korea and this on again off again summit, uh, which is on again right now. And you know what can that mean for the future of the Korean Peninsula and, and the safety of the world? I mean, in, in the most optimistic uh, among us 
the viewpoint might be that hey, a unified Korea, Kim Jong Un stops being dictator. Uh, it, the the North Korea becomes a democracy, uh, and the people get to live free and have a voice in their government, and the country begins to modernize, and that peninsula denuclearizes, and we lose an axis of evil. Remember, there's like the axis of evil that if we, lo- we lose one of them. It was, it was, it was, it, what was it? It was uh, Iraq and Korea, uh, North Korea, and uh, Iran, I think, was the other part. And, you know, wouldn't it be nice? Isn't that great? I mean, that's the most optimistic view. I don't know if it's realistic, but we can hope. And if that happens, isn't that a good thing? It's not good. Would would he not get some credit for that? I mean, people look back at Nixon, and his presidency. I mean, Nixon did some bad stuff. <laughs> you know, he did, and he was a he was a very paranoid paranoid guy, and he didn't really need to. I mean, once he won. Re-election. I mean, he won re-election in a landslide, and this Watergate stuff was going. I think it was going on toward the end of his his first term, or uh, but still, he just he didn't need to. He didn't need to be so paranoid, but he was, and so it led to the downfall of his presidency. But people look back on that time period and they say, well, you know, Nixon did go to China. He did open up relations between the United States and that and that. And the Chinese country, and I mean, he, he did that, and and he did. There was stuff that had to do with the Environmental Protection Agency. I think I don't know if it was establishing it or strengthening it or something. I mean, he did stuff to help with the environment and all that, you know, clean water and clean air and all that kind of stuff. Uh, which which apparently the day after Trump uh, took office, uh, our air got all dirty all of a sudden, and all our water's dirty and all that kind of stuff. You know, people react so weirdly. But, they, but people do look back and say, well, you know, you give them that. You give them that. And uh, they look back at Reagan's presidency. When Reagan died, the, the theme was, well, Reagan brought a certain sense of optimism back to the country that seemed to have disappeared in the four years prior. It was the malaise uh, that uh, Jimmy Carter uh, talked about. And then, of course, you know, Watergate before that and all that stuff. And when Reagan came into office, he, he brought a sense of optimism. And it was, well, he did other stuff too. You know, he created the homeless and, uh, you know, and he you know, destroyed the middle class and all that, right? Anyway, I don't know, maybe not. But, so this, this fellow um, uh, that uh, Craig was talking to did mention something like, well, you know, Obama commuted the sentences of 650 people and Trump's only done this one person. Well, actually, Trump's done, I think, six people now, done some commuting or pardoning and things. He pardoned Jack Johnson. I believe that's his name. It was a posthumous pardoning of the of the man. He was a, a boxing champion from back in the olden days who was... Uh, um, he... He broke some law under, I think, the Mann Act. You know, he was bringing a woman across state lines for, you know, in order to bang her, and uh, that, that put him in prison and all this kind of trouble and all that. Well, you know, I guess Sylvester Stallone and others came to the president and said, you know, we really ought to do something to right this wrong. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, Johnson's dead. It's not really going to do anything for him. But for the image, just said, you know, that that was just wrong. So. Trump said, okay, and he pardoned him. And there's been some other 
things uh, that might be a little questionable. Some people might disagree. You know, like you know, this Dinesh D'Souza fella, he pardoned him or did something. Yeah. Okay. All right. But um, when Craig and I were talking about this, you know, I said, well, you know, Obama apparently is, you know, 650-something times better than Trump. And, uh, and said, you know, Craig said something to the effect that, uh, um, okay, so if, uh, I, you know, I give a dollar to a charity, but somebody else gives a thousand, so I'm bad. Yeah, so, well, you know, <laughs> you know, no, you're not. It's just, it's so hard for people to just say, okay, we'll give them this one. Okay, we'll give them this one. They still have to say, no, it's bad because he's doing it for the wrong reasons. Well, maybe he's doing it for the wrong reasons, but he did something good. So, isn't that good? I don't know. Uh, we do agree that the war on drugs is pretty dumb. It's pretty stupid, and it's pretty—it's a waste of time. And it, it may be time to really, you know, let's 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 declare victory and end it. <laughs> let's just say, hey, we beat it and legalize everything. And let's just move on. <laughs> I see. That's why I'm not in politics. But uh, I'm going to take a break. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Tim Fitzsimmons. I shall return after this break. Other guys. The finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Your assignment is to listen to the buzz on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Central on ztalkradio.com. This message will self-destruct. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. If this station's not your cup of tea, then drink coffee! 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 Drink coffee! 100% news. 100% information. 100% guarantee. Thought you might say that. (laughs) You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network.
welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, and, and just a little more on the, the Trump and, and how people picture this and, and, you know, the way we set up against each other and how I see it as being counterproductive. Um, you know, let's give, them, give the guy a little credit where it's, where it's due. I mean, you know, and I think that's not a bad thing. Um, I've been meaning to just mention this, and I may have said it on the show at some point, but uh, I listened to the uh, Penn's Sunday School, Penn Gillette's podcast, and Penn Gillette, uh knows Donald Trump. Now, he, he doesn't know him as well as, let's say, Melania Trump, who, who had disappeared for a while there. Has she made a public appearance? <laughs> uh, had, you know, it's... it's who knows? She had that kidney surgery thing, and then she's kind of laid low for a while. So who knows? But I'm, yeah, I'm not going to speculate. But uh, it, it, um, Penn doesn't know Trump that well, but he's worked with him a couple of times on the Celebrity Apprentice show, and he's, he's, so he, he has a little more knowledge of the man himself than most of us do. First-hand knowledge. And he says he, there are things that he does not talk about that, that he saw related to Trump during his time on the show. Uh, but he, he does say this thing about Trump or about the reaction to him that he finds uh, disturbing and, and sad. And, um, and that is um, from the candidacy when Trump was running for president and through his presidency thus far, something that Pendulet has noticed, and he says it's it's how full of hate some people on the left are. He's just he's just it's, it's surprised him, and it uh, saddens him. And I thought, well, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But we get we set ourselves. I I, I try not to be it that way. I, I let me tell you, there was a time when I did not care for Bill Clinton. I voted for Bill Clinton in 1992. I was younger, I was liberal, much more liberal um, at that, that time. And then somewhere in that first term with Bill Clinton, they started to tarnish, uh, started to turn on the, uh, well, turn more conservative and started to look at, at Clinton differently. And then, you know, I didn't vote for him in 96. I voted for Bob Dole. Bob Dole! <laughs> I did. Uh, now, since then, I've you know, and, I, and I spent a lot of time being uh, pretty conservative. Uh, but then, I, since then, I've I've, I've 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 realized that no, I'm more I'm more than just one side or the other. There's there's too many things. It's everything's it's too complex to be one or the other. So I'm more mushy middle now, I suppose. But it's I'm I guess there's some things I'm a little more conservative on. There's some things I'm a lot more liberal on. I I don't, I don't know. I don't know exactly where I am, um, and I, but I try not to just. You know, when 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 Obama was elected president, and I didn't vote for him that first time, uh, voted for John McCain. Uh, well, he was voting, yeah, he was running against McCain. Um, and when he became president, I, I did a blog piece where I said, you know, I'm not going to hate him. Okay, we he might do some things that I don't think uh, that I agree with politically. But I'm not going to hate the man. I'm going to just, just. I know that he's what he's doing. He believes is best for the country and all that. Um, and I and I didn't hate him. And in fact, by his um, 
second term, I voted for him. Uh, but it, you know, because you know things had changed for me, and I I I, I don't want to hate Trump. <laughs> I'm not pleased with him. I don't think he's the 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 brightest light bulb in the in the drawer, but um, he's just I don't know. But uh, again, from the top of the show, uh, what he did with the commuting the sentence for this woman—that that's a good thing. And then I guess he's he's, he's gone out now. He's not he's not in favor of of uh, NFL players protesting uh, during the national anthem, uh, taking a knee or. Or staying in the locker room, he said they should stand for it, and he was talking to the press about that. And again, I think you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about it's they're just the way the NFL's handling it, the way the president's handling it, it's just guaranteeing there's going to be more of it. It's just he, he's, they they should be saying, right on, you know, go ahead, take a knee if you want to take a knee. We are behind you. It's just right. We need to focus on this kind of stuff. Uh, they should be doing that, and. And and the focus should be turned to these things, but the president did say, "Hey, you know these NFL players, send me cases, uh, send applications for you know for clemency or whatever for uh, people that they think have been wrongly uh, railroaded by the law, by the system, by the police, whatever." Uh, and he says, "And we'll 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 look into it, and if we think there's merit, if we think there's cause to for clemency." He might. He's, he's. You know. He's just saying, "Send me the people." Well, let's hope he does. Let's hope that people do send. And and he's and he does what he says he's going to do, or what he said to the press. We'll see. I guess. All right. Enough about him. Okay. Uh, but as long as I've been talking about or stuff that's been brought up by my friend of the show, Craig, uh, I might as well. Uh, Continue because I've got one of these uh, to to do. It's time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Well, uh, this was sent to me by Craig, and he he just popped it on my page on Facebook. And he just he just labeled it pedantic moment, and he left it for me because he was just seeing if I would catch it, if I would figure out what it was that he was uh, uh, thinking that this was uh, something to be pedantic about, as if I would miss it. <laughs> I mean, really, you think I'm going to miss it? Because I didn't. <laughs> I got it. Boom, right away. Uh, it's it has to do with Kanye West, who I I I'm not an. Uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of his music, um, I, but I can't say that I'm not a fan because I don't really know it. <laughs> I, I never really listened to any of it uh, until today when I listened to a couple of tracks from his new album. And I thought, yeah, I'm not really a fan of the music. Uh, rap and hip-hop, they just... I, I there's some I like and I can't blanketly say that that's that I that it's a bad form of music you know like hair metal I can say that uh, even though there's some hair metal I like not a lot you know, like 0.03 percent maybe but uh, it, it's just I like 
songs with hooks and melodies, but I like uh, good lyrics as well and you know intelligence behind it, which you don't get with hair metal. You might get some hooks and melodies with that, but you're not going to get real you know you're not going to get brilliant lyrics. But uh, nevertheless. And you might get brilliant lyrics with, with rap, except you don't get the hooks and the melodies, which I like. And although there are some, there are some uh, rap artists or hip-hop artists that, that do incorporate some hooks and melodies into their stuff. And when I hear that, I tend to like that stuff better. There's a band called Stereo MCs. I don't know if they, they're considered hip-hop or rap or whatever, but the singer does rap. But the, and the music has a real good groove to it and all that. And I and really only, only know two of their songs, and I like them both a lot. Uh, there was a rap band called PM Dawn. Uh, there's one album there's I know, and I really like it. And there's a lot of hooks and rhythm uh, or uh, melody to it that I like. It's a lot of stuff about hip-hop is, is, is it's a lot of beat-driven, where I'm more melody-driven uh, in my tastes. It's just my taste. It doesn't mean that... That that I'm right, even though I am. But it doesn't mean that you know the other forms of music aren't good just because I'm not into them. It's just you know it's just a thing. It's preference. Anyway, so Kanye West puts out this album, and the the picture for the album cover, the album I guess is called Yay Y E. It's pronounced Yay. I listened to one of his songs. He refers to himself. I guess that's what, that means him. I'm not sure why, but uh, like the end of Kanye, so maybe it's just the yay part of Kanye. Right? Makes sense? Right? Uh, and he, uh, oh, I suppose I should set this up. A couple of years ago, he went public with the fact that he has uh, bipolar disorder. And and you know, that would explain some of his behavior that we've seen. You know, when Taylor Swift won some award and she was... Make, he was coming out to make her acceptance for the award, and he jumped up on stage saying that, you know, no offense to you, Taylor, but uh, Beyonce should have won this award. And I think he did the same, almost the same thing to to uh, Beck, but ended up turning it into a joke or something. Was that that incident? Uh, I don't know. Beck looked like he was completely lost, but, you know, he's Canadian, so what are you going to do? Uh, wait a minute. Is Beck Canadian? I don't know if he's Canadian. And are Canadians lost? No, of course they're not. I don't know why. It's just a joke. Okay, just settle down. Anyway, so that would explain some of his behavior. Oh, okay. And and he went public with it and talked about it. In fact, in this, uh, it, he, he says about it that he, he calls it his superpower, being bi bipolar, being his superpower. Um, mine, of course, is being a super recognizer. I recognize people. It's just what I do. Uh, and anyway, so he put out this album where there's a, a picture on the cover of uh, some mountain range. It looks like, I don't know, it could be the Grand Tetons or something, I don't know. And uh, and it's a picture that I, I guess he took. And it's got a phrase written on there, scrawled on there in, in, a, in a kind of a... It's readable, but it looks like it's just handwritten, like uh, you know when you when you sign for a UPS package or something, they give you that uh, they give you the, uh, the little iPad or the, uh, the little phone device thing, and you run your finger across to sign your name. It, it kind of looks like that. It's written out that way. And what it says, uh, the phrase on there says, "I hate being bipolar. It's awesome." And um, Craig shared that with me to see if I'd catch it, and I did. <laughs> it's 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 called uh, it's, it's called apostrophe itis, maybe apostrophobia. 
Apostrophobia is something else. It's being afraid of, did I use the apostrophe correctly? Should I have used an apostrophe and I didn't? I don't know. what I don't get it. You know, I guess that's what it means. But apostrophe-itis is, is using an apostrophe or not using an apostrophe correctly. <laughs> it's that. It's, 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 it's not, it's, if, or if you use it, well, the word is it's in there, right? So I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. He forgot the apostrophe in it's. He's got just I-T-S, which is the, it is a pronoun. Um, the uh, being, pri being bipolar is being referred to as it at that point in the second part of this little sentence fragment. And, it's, and that it is possessing awesome. That's how it's written. See, an I-T-S without an apostrophe is, is it possessing something. So, um, uh, let's see. Um, if, uh, you know, you're talking about a thing, and that thing possesses, you know, uh, um, you know the, the, the car that my dad was driving today got hit by, uh, by uh, a deer, and its, passenger, or its, its driver's side headlight was bashed out. That's the cars is the it. It possesses the headlight, so you would write it ITS. No apostrophe in there. But if you're going to say that the car, uh, um, the, the headlight is, you know, is busted, you say uh, the headlight. Well, it is busted. It's busted. So then you put an apostrophe there. It's basic grammar. So, you know, this is a pedantic moment, the, the grammar Nazi division. So it's just basic grammar. It's just apostrophe s. I remember, you know, when I was doing the the signs that were at the the March for Our Lives event, and there was a guy that had this sign about, um, you know, our sons and daughters being killed or something like that, and he had the word sons and daughters with apostrophe s's. I said, no, 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 that's that's your sons and daughters here are plural. In this case, you don't put the apostrophe there because they're plural. It's sons, multiple sons, multiple daughters. It's not your sons and daughters aren't possessing something because the apostrophe then becomes a possession of the son or the daughter or both. You see, you see how that is? So it's with an apostrophe is it is. It's without an apostrophe is it possessing something. So Kanye must have been having a bipolar incident, you know, moment, uh, forgot to put the apostrophe in there. It's a little moment. I spent a long time on it. But I do like the statement. I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. Because that statement itself is kind of bipolar, isn't it? And it makes you think that eh, Kanye's a little clever. And then you see, he's smart. He's a smart dude. And it explains stuff with the bipolarness. It explains that behavior. Okay. Um, oh, my goodness. Look at that. Look at the time. It's time for another break. I didn't think I was going that Wow. This show is just, just rocketing by. So I will do that right now. I'm going to take this break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network. I will be back. I, I promise I'll return after this break. So just sit on down there and listen to this wonderful song and the other stuff that plays.
You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. If you don't clean up your room, the Board of Health is going to condemn it. The Board of Health doesn't even know about your room. What's more, they don't care. You know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way. Not unless you're someplace really, really cold. Actually, a lot of the warnings moms hand out are a bit exaggerated. If you don't get your blood pressure checked, you could have high blood pressure, not even know it, and you could die from a stroke. But she's right about that one. Fact is, high blood pressure contributes to 200,000 American deaths each year. And a third of those who have high blood pressure don't know it. If they did, it'd be simple to treat. Call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit AmericanHeart.org on the web to learn more. Better still, ask your doctor to check your blood pressure. If you run without scissors... It's the least you can do. Ooh, Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey, man, you think I can get a reading? Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Dr. Dim, Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. You listen when your body says, I'm tired or I'm hungry. What if your body said something else might be wrong? Gynecologic cancers, cervical, ovarian, and uterine cancers have symptoms, so pay attention. If your body says something may be wrong, please listen. Learn the symptoms. Get the inside knowledge about gynecologic cancers. A message from HHS and CDC's Inside Knowledge Campaign. Station identification. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Operating frequency on ztalkradio.com. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I got a story here for you. This uh, comes out of some news site online. What's it called? The uh, the SMH.com. That's, I don't know what SMH stands for. It's a, it's a, a news site for um, uh, Australia and New South Wales. That's part of Australia, I believe. And I believe that's what the NSW stands for, New South Wales. And it's a story about two towns. It's a tale of two cities, as it were, uh, about 30 miles apart, which would be 48 miles or 48 kilometers in Kami. But in American, it's uh, about 30 miles. And these two towns, one called uh, Bathurst and the other one is Oberon, uh, they have, there's a difference between these two areas. Uh, and that is uh, Bathurst, which I don't know if I'm saying the name correctly. Uh, I've been listening to the dollop, and they, they, they go down to, that's a podcast, it's a comedy podcast that does history stuff. They, they go to Australia frequently for some reason. And, and the host of the show, Dave Anthony, does these histories, and he'll tailor it to Australia when he's down there. And he's got all these town names in there, and it's just it's hard to get them pronounced properly. The crowd helps him out. <laughs> or at least 
scoffs when he gets it wrong, and then he yells at them. Well, like, I didn't name your cities. <laughs> you know? Uh, anyway, so, I don't know. Bathurst, that's what it looks like to me. I don't know if it's pronounced that. And Oberon, I think, seems about right. But um, Bathurst has fluoride in its municipal water, and Oberon doesn't. Uh, I'm going to read a good part of this article. It's uh, written by Julie Power. This came out in May, uh, May 22nd uh, in, in, of this year. For 40 years, dental therapist Jennifer James has been or has had the unique experience of treating children in Bathurst, which has fluoride in its water, and 48 kilometers away in Oberon, which doesn't. The difference out here is... Uh, I'm sorry. The difference out here working is... Wait a minute. That seems like a weird sentence, as if I read it properly. The difference out here working is that you see twice as much tooth decay in children, twice as many fillings, twice as many extractions. That is a comparison we can make weekly in Bathurst and Oberon, said Ms. James, who works for the NSW Health, and I think that's New South Wales Health. What people don't see is parents crying because they don't understand why their children need teeth taken out. I'm going to slowly work to turn this page. There it goes. Uh, For Miss James, it is a clear-cut case of the haves and the have-nots. Every day she sees the impact of Oberon's repeated decisions not to fluoridate its water supply in the children's mouths, she told a community meeting in Oberon. Fifty years after Sydney decided to fluoridate, Oberon is once again tackling the emotional issue of whether to reverse its long-standing opposition to adding fluoride. About 97% of New South Wales residents have access to fluoridated water. While some areas can't add fluoride for logistical and technical reasons, Health Minister Brad Hazard in December urged the eight councils where fluoride could be added to reconsider. Since then, two councils, Bega and Guneta, I don't know if that's pronounced right. I apologize to folks living in Australia that if I've gotten it wrong. Uh, they have decided to add fluoride. Uh, some, such as Byron Council, uh, didn't reopen debate. O'Brien counts, Oberon Council agreed to hear arguments for and against and asked the community for its views. Although the mayor... Uh, Kathy Sajewitz supports fluoridation. She said she will be guided by the views of the community. If she doesn't, locals told Fairfax that Ms. Sajewitz and any other counselor who votes for it will be turfed out. I guess if they don't hear the hear from the folks. If they just make the decision unilaterally laterally, without talking to the people. I guess that's what that means. And turfed out means probably means, you know, Voted out, I guess. You know, it's Australian. (laughs) Uh, In the lead-up to the meeting, anti-fluoride campaigners have been letterboxing homes, claiming, quote, there were plans to put poison in your water, unquote. Uh Uh-huh. Dentists, pediatric nurses, and other health professionals, including representatives from the Australian Dental Association, New South Wales, told the meeting 
uh, fluoride had been shown to be a safe and effective way to reduce tooth decay. And it was backed by the World Health Organization and major dental associations. A study by the National Health and Medical Research Council found last year that it cut tooth decay by 26% to 44% in children and as much as 27% in adults. Oberon doesn't have a dentist and the clinic operated by Ms. James caters to children. Uh, let's see, Kate Miranda of the, a, of the Australian Dental Association, New South Wales, added, uh, said, adding fluoride to water is also more equitable because it benefits everyone regardless of incomes. Many locals were skeptical. A young community worker said most teenagers and their parents in town opposed it. And here's a quote, and I want you to listen carefully to this quote. I've not found anything good about fluoride that you can get from a simple Google search. <clears throat> Ms. Jones, an Oberon resident, said the answer to tooth decay was not fluoridation, but teaching children how to brush properly and avoid uh, sugary treats. Uh, others were worried about the cost. I can understand being worried about the cost, but think of the other costs, you know, your kids having tooth decay and having to, you know, get fillings and have, you know, mouth pain and have to lose their teeth. Think of that cost. Some residents conceded fluoride might be good for controlling tooth decay, but alleged it was a poison and when added to water, it contained lead, arsenic, and mercury, <laughs> which is, of course, bullshit. Uh, Rosie Ward of Oberon said their, their real science, real search, that there is real science, real research, including papers claiming to show fluoride affected ch children's IQ. Maybe they have fabul fabulous teeth. They didn't say that. She said fluoride was a fairy tale. And this is, this is the Google search. Yeah, she's in, she, she may be, a, I don't know, it doesn't say, but uh, Rosie might be a, a, an expert because she searched Google. I mean, here you got people, you, know, you got dentists, you got pediatric nurses, you've got people from the Dental Association, you've got the World Health Organization, you got all these people that know what they're talking about. And somebody can't find something good about it on the Google, and they think they know what they're talking about. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Um, it's, uh, see, okay. Um, claims like these were indicative of the fear-mongering, half-truths, and misinformation used in every campaign against fluoride. A pediatric nurse told the meeting, in her many years of reviewing pathology reports, she'd never found any evidence that someone had been poisoned by drinking fluoridated tap water. And fluoride, like carrots and water itself, is poisonous when ingested in excessively large amounts. The poison is in the dose. There are some things that are so poisonous the dose doesn't have to be anything at all. Virtually anything. It's just like just a tiniest little drop could kill you. Could kill an elephant at 50 paces. But some stuff like water, you need it it can get poisonous because if you drink too much, you can get water tox, uh, intoxication I think it's called and it can kill you. Uh, so the poison is in the dose. The amount of fluoride added to the water supply is about five drops a bathtub. 
uh, around one part per million. A pea-sized uh, squeeze of toothpaste contains 0.4 grams of fluoride, says toothpaste manufacturer Colgate. Uh, let's see. William Fitzpatrick, who grew up in Oberon and is now in his final year of dentistry at Charles Stewart University, came home for the meeting because uh, he has been uh, has been firsthand. Uh, he has seen. I'm sorry. He has seen firsthand from family and friends the experience of tooth loss and pain. For children, this is especially upsetting. Many in our community don't present to the dentist for routine checkups, but they present for traumatic experience for extractions, said Mr. Fitzpatrick. When Ms. James first started visiting Oberon, a dentist said to her, Oh, Jenny, all I ever do is pull out, or is, all I ever do is pull teeth out. Four decades later, nothing had changed, she said. Experts say not fluoridating the water supply most disadvantages the poorest in the community. While more affluent parents can afford to travel to see the dentist, Ms. James said many families from Oberon would cancel their appointments in Bathurst because they couldn't afford the petrol or the time off work. She retires next month and hopes Oberon will change its mind. I believe every child has a right to the best dental care, she said. Gee whiz, they've got free health care down there, don't they? <laughs> it's not perfect. It's better than the system we got here, though. Uh, uh, except, you know, you get towns like that. Where obviously, they're too small to have a dentist. But, okay, this fluoridating the water. Now, again, I've already touched on this, this the Google search thing. And the, 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 the point being made about, you know, better toothbrushing. <laughs> you know, the one woman that says they should just brush properly. Well, if you're brushing with toothpaste, now, not all toothpaste have fluoride in them. Uh, but most of them do, and you know, so if, if she, I'm, I'm pretty sure her kids are brushing their teeth. If she has kids, are brushing their teeth with the fluoride in it, so they're getting more fluoride from the toothpaste when they brush their teeth than they're getting from drinking the water. And 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 yeah, oh, and and you notice uh, just as a little aside here, you notice they say the pea-sized drop of, uh, of, of toothpaste on your toothbrush. You notice when it's not, they don't say the, the ribbon of toothpaste that goes across the full length of the bristles. You ever see that? And you see those in the ads and all that. They put the, like a ribbon or, you know, they do all that. That's, that's to, there's a couple reasons why toothpaste is presented that way. Uh, and one is because it looks better than just putting a little dab on it. That little dab, a little pea-sized dab of toothpaste on your toothbrush is all you need. You don't need that big ribbon of toothpaste on there. That's way too much. So, but it looks better in print ads and in commercials and things like that. Uh, and it also is a subtle way of saying you should use more toothpaste. <laughs> use more, because then you'll run out quicker and you'll buy more and we'll sell more. It's, it's a, and maybe that's a little cynical of me. But anyway, there's a thing about you know the the I, I wanted to mention Let, let's say the person who stood up and said that uh, i couldn't find anything good about it on the google let's say that person's an electrician and he's having a uh, he's in a meeting with a bunch of electricians uh, with their union i mean the guy's gone through the training 
and the apprenticeship or whatever the electricians go through, years of experience, keeps up on what's new and, and reads the literature and all that stuff, does all that. This, this person, these men and women at this meeting of electricians are, are experts in this kind of thing. There's engineers involved in it. They're, 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 they're deciding, I don't know, some method to, that the union wants to support for, you know, to, to recommend for electricians to do when changing light bulbs, whatever. Okay, and a dentist shows up and says, "You know, guys, you should all stop using 14 gauge wire." I saw on the internet that 14 gauge wire is dangerous and it's 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 costly and there's no good use for it. I found it on the internet. So that person who's standing up at the meeting, let's say they're an electrician, and they're talking about how the 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 internet doesn't have anything good to say about about fluoride. Or at least that person couldn't find it talking to a board that's filled with dentists and pediatric nurses and and uh, dental association members and that and it's, it's telling them that it's you would you, that so that's why I would like to make that scenario with the dentist showing up at the electricians meeting is that the dentist might know what they're talking about they might uh, know some stuff about ele ele electrician work but who are you going to listen to Who's who's the expert here? This we need the community to tell us what to do. You know, NASA is planning how to get human beings on Mars, so they have a town hall meeting to have the public give us their best ideas. Really? <laughs> it's I. Sorry, there are there are times when you say the experts know what they're talking about. You know, we we there's this. I know, I know. We shouldn't just blindly trust. I suppose, but. It's just, it, like I said, it's the Dunning-Kruger effect, standing up there and just saying, well, I couldn't find anything good about it on the Internet, so it must be bad. All I can find is bad stuff about fluoride on, the, on my Google searches. Well, you know, we're here. We're, here. we're working in the trenches. We, we know what we're talking about. We're dentists. <laughs> you know, we know about this stuff. We're, we, we're chemists. We, we know. We know about this, about fluoride and what it does. And fluoride... Is it, it occurs naturally? I, I've I read somewhere that there are some areas that there's too much fluoride in the water. You know they want it to be zero point you know point zero uh, point zero seven parts to one part in a million. Uh, so in water, so you know you get one bit of, of fluoride in a in a in a million bits of water. So that's 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 the range that they recommend, and that that's enough to help keep your teeth in better shape. Uh, I'll quickly do three cool things this week. Uh, sorry, uh, I turned away from the microphone. Sorry about that. Uh, the number three is that I'm going to be recording again with my friends on the the Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules podcast. I'll be recording that tomorrow. We're doing something fun. I won't tell you what it is until we've done it, and it's up and ready for you to listen to, and I'll give you the heads up, but it's always cool to work with those guys. Uh, let's see. Number two, uh, let's see. A customer... A customer of ours, the janitorial service, I was working, this is Tuesday night, I've been cleaning this particular building for almost 15 years now, and he, this customer 
just uh, said to me, he's, he saw me and he, he just popped in to get something. He said, oh, by the way, I want to let you know that, uh, you know, really appreciate the work you do here. Uh, it's, it's, it's always so, uh, you know, uh, nice when we come in after you've cleaned, we can tell that you've taken care of things. I only clean there twice a week, so, you know, they see how the difference. And he said, I just want to let you know we appreciate it. And let me tell you, you don't hear that a lot. In, in janitorial. And I don't mean it's because it, we do a bad job. It's just that generally people don't think of it. So, you know, if you've got an office building and your janitor is doing a decent job, then how about telling him or her that they're doing a decent job? You know, say, hey, you just, just let them know. It's, it's you know, it's kind of nice. And number one, uh, there's a picture of the eclipse uh, from last summer. That we that came over America, and it's actually it's it's an image that's been put together. It's a composite of 161 photo, photographs. Uh, uh, it was posted up on the internets by uh, we'll spot, I spotted from a, a friend of the show, Travis, another of the Minnesota skeptics. He posted that it is one of the most awesome looking images. You can you can get a hint of the moon in the image, and then you can see all this. It, it is the full eclipse at this point, and you see all this this you know cool astronomical stuff going on around around the moon it's really neat it's awesome stuff uh i hope that you've had at least three cool things happen for you this week good night our doctor good night frau blucher i probably went over like i always do and you know, one of these days i'll get the show under an hour but what the heck uh be skeptical and remember that uh uh Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network, and I am your host, Jim Dr. Demfit Simmons, reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. And hopefully, I'll be back to a regular show next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. What? 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 Well, I'm going to hell.